Hello, good afternoon, good morning, everyone out there who's listening right now. Thank you for tuning in to Last Word Productions Radio, regardless of how you're listening to this, whether it's YouTube, Apple Podcasts, doesn't matter. Thank you all once again for tuning in. This is my very first show. A little bit excited, you know, <laughs> never done this before, especially on a live stream such as Facebook. But if you are tuning in, you can call me with any statements you want to say regarding to my podcast and what I will speak on today. And I will also ask that you keep it appropriate. You know, I don't want anything to be deleted for whatever strange reasons. But we're going to get straight into it. I'm going to start with the bit of the NBA news that I do have. It isn't much, but you know, it's something. So we're looking at June 1st for when the league wants to pass out guidelines to how they will bring back the the dudes who are out of the country right now overseas, such as Luka Doncic, who returned to Europe, or the, even the Canadian team, the Canadian team, I'm sorry, and the Toronto Raptors. And there, I have some notes here. They're looking at June 1st. They're going to do a two-week self-quarantine period for all players who return from the hiatus or who would like to enter the country again from a a foreign country. There also will be a two weeks individual workouts. It will be two to three weeks of formal training. And we're looking at mid-June, late June, I mean not June, excuse me, late July, early August for the return of the actual league, which isn't honestly too bad. It's, you know, it's not something that I could say that's ideal because everyone knows we want basketball back, man. It was, we are supposed to be in the conference finals right now at this point, maybe leading up to the finals, but it is what it is. I understand completely why the league went the route that they did concerning the coronavirus and you know, things like that, this pandemic that we're currently in and the reason why all of us are just stuck at home some days or all day, honestly. But in my opinion, I think it's the right move. I mean, I don't think we could just go without basketball, man. I mean, the world, the America itself, our country can't run without entertainment. We're we're an entertaining nation. Like, that's our biggest profit. We're not meant to survive or last without those type of things and providing to other countries such as the basketball league or possibly the football league now as we see it so, and baseball and other many more and others multiple sports that bring in much profit and revenue for this country. So I'm, it's not built to last without sports. It's not going to happen. So I know as soon as they can bring the NBA back, they will. And it just is a matter of time at this point, in all honesty. And again, you all can call in if you want to call. You can. The number you can call is 786-568-0358. Again, that number is 786-568-0358. If you have any questions, comments on Anything I speak of, please just keep it appropriate and please keep it on topic. And I'm going to move on into the NFL news. I'm going to be doing season predictions for every team. You know, I'll give you the chance to, after the show, i upload this to my YouTube channel. You can comment on there, like, subscribe, please, and 
Leave the next team you want me to predict. The team that gets the most comments before my next show, uh, that's the team I do. But today, we're going to do the Miami Dolphins. You know, I'm a home run Dolphin fan, so of course I'm going to do the Miami Dolphins. But they start off the season week one with the New England Patriots in New England. And honestly, I got them for the W. I think that the Dolphins are just set for success in terms against the Patriots the season over because they're coming off of last year where they bested them at Foxborough when it was a much-needed win game for the Patriots. They came in, they handled business with an inferior team by far in terms of talent, excuse me. It was, without question, one of the better performances of the last year by a Byron Flores-led team. You had guys like Needham step, excuse me, Needham step up. You had guys like Eric Rowe, Bobby McCain. Like, you know, guys in the secondary who wasn't exactly playing up to par to begin with, but they ended up getting it together. They ended up doing a lot better than what I thought they was going to do. And... Ryan Fitzpatrick progressed like he always do, it seems like. He had those stretch of games where he looked like he was a top 15 quarterback in the league where he's a bit more athletic than you expect him to be. He's taking risks downfield, giving his receiver chances with good throws. I just think now that you add more talent around a guy who had that type of hot start, like <clears throat> Matt Breida, Jordan Howard in the backfield. You getting back Demonte Parker, who just came off his best season. The defense gets better with Calvin Noy, with Byron Jones, with Emmanuel Ogba, Shaq Lawson, and other multiple pass rushes this team has gotten. And to me, the Patriots, I don't believe they'll have it all figured out week one with Jared, with Jared Stidham. They lost a lot of veteran presence in that locker room, even outside of Tom Brady. Calvin Noy is gone. <clears throat> Excuse me. Calvin Noy is gone. Ted Curtis is gone. I mean, they lost guys in their front seven of the defense, like multiple guys. They lost guys on the offensive line. It's just it's a lot for them to overcome in week one. I don't see them being able to out, outplay that kind of – obstacles in a, such an early period, despite the fact that they've been a strong home team for as long as I can remember under Bill Belichick. But losing Tom Brady is a huge thing. We we can't act like it isn't, even though I'm not the biggest Tom Brady fan, but still, he was your quarterback for 20 years. I mean, you're not just going to come right out the gate with a guy who, and Jared Stenham, who just doesn't have the experience or the charisma that Tom Brady has. So, it has to be taken in consideration. I think that all can equate to a Dolphins win. Week two, the Buffalo Bills. And <clears throat> I think the Bills take this game. Again, it'll be early in the season. So I think more of the talent and personnel would matter at this time, especially since being the fact that the Dolphins still have a young team, and they have a team who needs to develop together. They they brought in some veterans. They brought in key vets. But 
chemistry matters in this league. It matters a bunch, and people have to understand that it matters. This now, to me, the this division is the Bills to lose this season, and they honestly, you know, honestly have the best team in the division right now. Their defense is the top five defense. They got one of the best corners in the league, Shadavis White. They went out and got a good compliment corner to him, a guy who used to be a number one to Josh Norman. They got good safeties and Micah Hyde at Pointer Poyer back there. I love the front seven. I think Tremaine Edmonds is a stud as a young linebacker. He's just just about develop the talent he has, developing the talent he has, excuse me. I believe they got a steal AJ Epinosa in the draft. That was I can't believe they still drafted him. And Going out and getting the number one and stuff on this to go alongside the John Browns of the world and the Cole Beasleys. And they got a young running backs crew who will only grow with their young quarterback at Josh Allen. So it's a lot to like over there, man. I mean, as much as I hate to say it, it's a lot to like over there because Bills, Bills fans should be proud of what they're building over there. They have a great coach, a young coach. And they have a pretty solid starting quarterback as a young guy. I mean, I'm not too big on Josh Allen personally, but I can't sit here and ignore the <clears throat> the leaps he's been taking in his career thus far. He has gotten extremely better compared to his rookie season. He did lay down a little bit to me, in my personal opinion, in their playoff loss against the Texans. A lot of people blame the coaching and the play calling and the personnel. You know, this is saying they didn't have an answer for this or that. You know, sometimes the better player just makes the better play as when Deshaun Watson made incredible plays down the stretch. But, you know, that's not a here or there. I do have them beating us week two, though. I think it should be a good game. I think in the division games, is always competitive. But I think they take it by at least a field goal. Next game, I had the Jaguars. I think the Dolphins take this game relatively easily, honestly. The Jaguars are in a complete rebuild right now. They let go a lot of vets on their team. They lost Jalen Ramsey last year. They just traded A.J. Boye. Calais Campbell's gone. And they're looking to move Yannick Ngakwe. And they're, they're moving guys on their team who were big factors for them and I'll say, what, three, four seasons ago when they made that AFC Championship appearance and they came up ultimately short to the pages. I mean, it's obvious that they want to go in a different direction now. They seen it didn't work. To me, I think they just should have stuck with what they had and develop a quarterback. I mean, if you have a quarterback, you win the game. It's nothing else to it. You win the game. You had Blake Borders out there who played, and honestly, better than he's ever played in his life in those games, in those playoff games, excuse me, against the Steelers, against the Patriots. But we all knew he wasn't going to be the guy to make the plays down the stretch or the much-needed game-winning drives or game-time drives. We all knew that wasn't him. He was never that his first – he was never that his first – Season or two in the league, he was never that the third. At one point, he led the league and pick sixes and interceptions. I mean, we we all knew that wasn't him. It wasn't going to happen. He wasn't going to develop into that guy. So now you taking your chance with another young guy, Gardner Mitchell, who I think is more promising. 
the reason why you trade away Nick Foles. But right now, I just think they are in complete rebuild. They're going to work from ground up, and they're going to try to get back to the point they were at when they reached the AFC Championship. But I got the Dolphins taking them. Seattle is the next game on the schedule. To me, this was was a tough game to call, man, because even though I think from a talent perspective, we're the more talented team, I think our secondary can match up extremely well with their young receiver core. And, excuse me, and Tyler Lockett, Philip Dorsett, and DK Metcalf. I, I love DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. I think they're extremely underrated receivers, especially Tyler Lockett. He, he's a game changer waiting to happen. Return punts, kicks, take a a slant pass and turn it into a 50-yard game. I think DK Metcalf is the big body receiver a lot of teams like to have these days. And I think Philip Dorsett just adds another speedster to that group. But with all that being said, I think Xavier Howard, Byron Jones, and Noah Igbenogany can come in and provide matchup nightmares for them because they're all good man-to-man covered guys. On Outside of Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf and Philip Dorsett aren't exactly good, extremely well route runners. I mean, it's going to play an advantage of DK Metcalf because his size. I mean, he's he's a freak of nature in all honesty. But in terms of technique and winning at the point of attack, I think X and Byron Jones could have a bit of advantage over him, being the fact that he's also still young and. These guys can watch film and learn tendencies, man. I mean, I think that's the one thing that this secondary DB core has on their team. They they have guys who are willing to get better, and they will get better. So, and all with all that being said, I think the Dolphins take this. I mean, it took a lot for me to come around to this because at the end of the day, man, Russell Wilson is Russell Wilson. He's a stud. He's top three, top two quarterback in the league. He's a guy who makes everyone around him better. He's going to put up the numbers he puts up every week, week in, week out. He's going to always keep them in the game and make it competitive, even when they shouldn't be in the game, all honesty. But I think the Dolphins team is just far too talented. I don't think the defense is what it once was. It's not the Legion of Boom anymore. I like the Shaquem and Shaq Griffin. I like both of those guys. Bobby Wagner is still the best middle linebacker in this league, without question. But at the end of the day, you don't have Richard Sherman, who was locking down the whole side of the field for you. You don't have Earl Thomas and Cam Chancellor roaming the tops. That's not Quandre Diggs. And I believe, ah, I forgot the other safety name. It's I think it's McCloudy, but... Don't have those guys anymore. They got a good young linebacker, Jordan Brooks, though. I think he's going to be a solid player. But I don't see it equating the wins right now. They still don't know about the Jadavian Clowney situation, so I don't, I'm not even fully sure about their pass rush situation. And in this league, you have to be able to pass rush, regardless who you're playing. You give a guy the time in the pocket, he's going to eventually beat your secondary. He's going to beat the coverage eventually. And again, guys, if you want to call, you can. The number is 786-568-0358. Let me know what y'all think so far. Anything that I spoke on, 
Uh, right, so currently I had the Dolphins starting the season off 3-1. and one. I know some people are going to look at that kind of crazy. So if you want to, you can call and give me your opinions. Again, number 786-568-0358. But let's move on. The week after, we got the San Francisco 49ers. Man, that's just an L, man. <laughs> it's nothing else to say after that. It's just an L. I mean, you coming, going up against a Super Bowl contender, guys who just who could have and should have won the Super Bowl last year. Their front seven is just too is too deadly, man. Quan Alexander, just Nick Bosa. You got guys like DeForest Buckner. Like it's just it's just too deadly, man. I mean. Is they got so much talent on that side of the ball, man. Jacquizzi Tart, Richard Sherman, possibly returning. I mean, I, I think he most more than likely will return. I don't think he leaves that team. And you also got they still have, <coughs> excuse me, still had D Ford who they signed last year, who didn't play exactly what the contract again and a lot of that has to do with Billy because they have a, a large rotation they're not going to ask him to play the amount of snaps he was playing at the Chiefs because they they have a lot of guys who can come in and get to the quarterback and help defend the run so I'm not surprised by that at all and they also drafted a young guy who's going to come who named it just completely went blank in my mind <laughs> excuse me but He's a stud, though. He's going to come in and add, just add to this monstrous front seven they have. I mean, it's it's just hard to pass on guys when they have a front four like that coming at you every down. It's hard to pass on when they have athletic linebackers who could defend the pass and the run. And it's hard to throw. And, I mean, the, the secondary may be the weakest point or this weakest you know, group of this entire defense. But they have an all-pro in, in Richard Sherman. I mean, not exactly a weakness, but if I had to choose a weakness, I would think it would be the secondary. And so I think the Dolphins lose in that game. The Broncos game, I think the Dolphins win. I don't – I believe in the Broncos. I think Drew Locke is a, a better quarterback than a lot of guys are giving him credit for, to be honest with you. I think he's a guy who can be an absolute stud in this league. I'm not going to say he's going to be like a top five, but he can be top ten. I think he can be as good as his situation allows him to be. So stud was probably the wrong word, but I do think he can be really good. I mean, they went out and got Jerry Judy. They got Cortland Sutton, and they got Philip Lindsay and Melvin Gordon in the backfield now, excuse me. So I think this is a team that's talented on the offensive side of the ball, but I'm just not sure how it's going to look on the defensive side. They went out of the trade for A.J. Boye after losing Chris Harris Jr. Justin Simmons is still a good young safety in this league, but... I'm just not exactly sure about the rest of this defense. Yes, a guy like Von Miller is proven. I mean, of course, he's probably still the best edge rusher you have in the league. But I'm not exactly sure about this young team and what it would become. It will be either a boom team or a bust team to me. But I think that they will make this game competitive, though, because the Dolphins are still trying to pave their own way and find their way in the season and what – 
Exactly, their niche is. I know they want to be a run-based team because, you know, you went out and got a guy in Jordan Howard and Matt Breida for a reason. I mean, these are two productive backs, especially when they're both healthy. So you get them complement one another. I mean, the sky is only the limit for you now. You're easily going from the best. You're easily going from the worst backfield and worst rushing yards amounts in the league and easily stopping that whole Ryan Fitzpatrick and Russia <laughs> statistic again. So I think this is good for this team. I think the Broncos, this is a good game for them because it's a test. You're playing against a team that's young and developing in the Dolphins. But to me, it's just I think it'll just be too far great of a test for them. And I think the Dolphins take it. After that, I got the Chargers. And I think the Dolphins take this game as well. I mean, the Chargers made a couple moves that was kind of, you know, yeah, I can understand. They went out and got Ryan Bulaga, a tackle from Green Bay. They drafted Justin Herbert. You know, a guy who I think, in all honesty, is not as bad as the media or other, you know, <laughs> analysts want to make him out to be. I think he's a very capable starter in the league. If you go go back and rewatch his senior bowl highlights and the tape all the leadership all the personality charisma the excitement you everyone wants to see him play with because they a lot of people don't think he just doesn't have a passion for the game and one of the guys podcasts i watched on strong opinion sports sports opinion i'm sorry it was that they believe he doesn't love the game of football i believe that's not true at all. I think the guy is just different in terms of how he approaches his leadership ways and his goals. I think he does a lot of things you want a quarterback to do, but at the same time, he's doing something that a lot of guys can, cannot say they're doing. He's a he's a top ten pick in the league. I mean, you're not you're not taking a guy like that just because off of you know, whatever reason, you don't want to take him. A lot of guys question his character, like I said, his leadership. And I just think it's all about personality at the end of the day. If he's going out there, he's playing well, and he's rallying the troops like you want your quarterback to do, I don't see the issue. But with all that being said, I still think the Dolphins win the game because they're trying to figure it all out still with the Chargers. I think their team is set to be successful within some coming years. Chris, the trade for Chris Harris during the compliment, Casey Hayward was a good was a good trade to me. Well, not good trade, good signing. They gonna get Darren James back, who was injured all last season. It seemed like what he was, and they they did lose Melvin Gordon, but they still got Austin Eckler, who is a good move to pace back. I mean, he's not he's not a downhill runner at all, but he's a lot like what Darren Sproles was for them. He could do all the little shifty gadget plays you want. He even, he even has the skill set to return punts, but I don't think they're going to ask him to do that. But he would be exactly what Darren Sproles was for you. The Dolphins, on the other hand, they just match up well to me. I mean, again, they have a good secondary. They can match up these receivers they have and the likes of Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. I think they could do a lot against these guys. I think 
the secondary, outside of the safety position, the secondary is easily the best group we have in our locker room. I mean, you got two top ten corners in your in your locker room, Xavier Howard and Byron Jones. You you drafted a guy, Noah Igbenogany, who a lot of guys are high on. I mean, truth be told, I was kind of flush, floored and confused when I seen the Dolphins take a corner with their last pick in the first round. And I was like, I mean, I would have much rather went, preferred they went safety at that point in time, being the fact that we have Bobby McCain and Eric Rowe back there, who both guys I'm not a fan of at all. But, you know, I mean, I understand the pick. I mean, you want to get as much as as many man corners as you possibly can. It makes perfect sense. I think that it's just about building the team chemistry and that chemistry within the group at this point. Because regardless, all five guys across the board can cover them. You got two converted corners at safety for you and Eric Rowe and Bobby McCain. You got Byron Jones. You got Xavier Howard, who I just said, both top two corners in the league. And you got Noah Ibnogany, who a lot of analysts and a lot of, <clears throat> excuse me, and a lot of people who are experts of the game, are knowledgeable of the game, say that could possibly be a number one corner. So when you got talent on your team like that, it's hard for me to say as many receiving cores out there who compete against that. I would now I will shortly be bringing up a receiving core who I think can compete against that, but that's not a hero there right now. I got the Chargers losing this game to the Dolphins. The Rams game will be the next game. I believe the Dolphins loses this game. For the simple reason, I think <clears throat> Sean McVay is an extremely, extremely good coach. I think he's going to put pull a rabbit out of his hat with this game. He got a steal in Cam Akers in the draft, man. I mean, they just went out and released Todd Gurley, but they ended up they ended up get going out and get a guy Cam Akers, who I think could give you a lot of what Todd Gurley gave you. I think he's a guy who has an extreme, extremely similar skill set. He may not be the downhill runner Todd Gurley is, but he can do everything out of backfield, catch the ball. He can block for you. He can get the ball and take a five-yard gain to a 12- to 15-yard gain. I mean, he's a dynamic player with the ball in his hands. I think Cam Akers is an extremely good player for them. And I also believe that even though despite the fact they traded away Brandon Cooks, I think Cooper Cup, man, is a very, very underappreciated player. I think he's a guy who, when he went down, the whole the entire face of the offense changed. I mean, the the dynamics changed, the play calling, everything. I mean, even despite the fact that Todd Gurley was there, of course, their major injury concern throughout last season, Cooper Cup was a close second, man. I mean, he, he just brings that different element for them in a the slot. And I don't think he'll change roles now that Brandon Cooks is gone. I just think I just think that he's going to be a bit more leaned upon in terms of his production and targets now. And the Rams, I think, ultimately take this game, honestly. I think Jalen Ramsey coming in to check Devontae Parker is going to be a tall task for him. I don't know 
if he could live up to that right now. He did have a great game against the Defensive Player of the Year and stuff on Gilmore. But, I mean, Zayla Ramsey's is a completely different athlete, if we're being honest. But we'll see. The Cardinals, the week after, I got the Dolphins losing two straight here. I think the Cardinals are one of the better, much improved teams within this offseason. I mean, that drastically. You go out and get DeAndre Hopkins. Easily your best receiver on your roster right now. He's arguably the best receiver in the league. You go out and get Isaiah Simmons, who is arguably the best, excuse me, best player in the draft, who is a versatile guy, play safety, play linebacker, lined up at corner. You know, he did it all for the Clemson defense. They go out and get a steal into me, who I wanted the Dolphins to draft, and Josh Jackson, that tackle from from Houston. So it's um, they have a good team to build upon, especially around a young guy, Kyler Murray. You're giving him the likes of DeAndre Hopkins, Isabella, the veteran presence of Larry Fitzgerald. You know, you, you have a solid and good receiver core. You have a good, solid backfield in Kenya Drake with Kenya Drake returning. So they have a lot of guys who are talented and fit, and they honestly fit the scheme that they're trying to play. And on the defensive side of the ball, man, they just got better. I mean, Isaiah Simmons, to me, should have been a top three pick. But, you know, sometimes need is more value than talent. And so it makes sense from that perspective. But he should have never left the top three. So I got the Cardinals taking that game. The Jets, then the week after, I think the Dolphins get back on the winning train. They take a W against the Jets. New York, to me, even though they had a good drive and getting Makai back then and Denzel Memes, they, I just don't believe in Sam Darnold, man. I mean, I don't think he's the guy that they drafted him to be. He's not the best, not even close to the best quarterback in his draft, like he was projected to become. I don't believe in him at all. I think Le'Veon Bell has to become a bigger part of the offense. There, That has to start off as a line, though, and that's why I believe they had a good draft because they addressed a huge need at tackle with Makai Beckton. The line will progressively get better for them because they are young, but at the same time, we have a guy like Le'Veon Bell who's more of a patient runner. He waits to see what he the best available option is in terms of his the hold to hit. It's hard to do, it's hard to, for him to be successful behind the line that's developing. And the midpoint of the season, it may be a bit better for him, but I just don't think it'll be good to the point where he's going to become the Le'Veon Bell of the Pittsburgh Steelers again because he is a guy who depends greatly on the offensive line play, as many running backs do, but he may depend a bit more due to his style of play. And I just think the Jets secondary, in all honesty, cannot hold this Dolphins receiver core. I think the Dolphins receiver core is greatly appreciated because they have a guy, Devontae Parker, who... In all honesty, and truth be told, just had a good season for one of the first times in his career. I mean, all of that, a lot of that has to do with the fact that he was hurt, inconsistent quarterback play, 
bad offensive line play. You know, a lot of things can factor into why he didn't exactly start off the way you wanted him to start off coming out of Louisville. But if he could build off last season and he could come in to this season with the confidence that I think he should have, I think he could absolutely have a horrific game out of keep the Jets up at night because he did kill him last year. He toasted him. But I think him, Albert Wilson coming in, Preston Williams coming back healthy, I think these guys can have probably their best season, I mean best game of the season combined from from a group perspective against this Jets team. The week after that, there's a bye. But then after that, we come back to the Jets and – I think the Dolphins lose this one time around. I don't. To me, it's, it's extremely hard to just sweep the season series with a, a divisions team against the division rival. Excuse me. It is tough, and I just don't see it happening. I don't think the Jets allows the Dolphins to beat them two and no. To me, is that's probably the hardest thing you can do in the NFL, regardless of who you play week after week. Devi- defeating your division rival two times in the same season, both of the times you see each other, to me, that's probably the hardest thing you can do. So, and all honestly, that's why I had just winning this game. I think they're going to win on a nail by the rule because I think it's similar in terms of talent perspective, but I just think coaching is the huge difference between these two teams. I mean, Adam Gase, I mean, he gave us false hope, and now we're seeing what it's doing for the Jets. But the Bengals, after that, I think the Dolphins take this W. Despite the fact that I think the Bengals will be a drastically improved team, the offensive line will get better. They, of course, they got the number one pick of Joe Burrow. They went out and got the big body receiver, T. Higgins. They're getting A.J. Green back. Hopefully, he can stay healthy for them because, man, he's been hurt for about three, four years straight now. And they have a good backfield as well with the likes. Excuse me. They have a good backfield as well. I believe they can do a lot on that side of the ball. I believe they have the talent that Joe Burrow needs around him to be successful. And to me, it's just about the defense developing at this point. I mean, they went out and got some guys, both two guys from the Vikings and Trey Waynes and Mackenzie Alexander, excuse me, to come in and compliment the team and help them replace the likes of Darquez Denard and Kirk Patrick, who exactly both guys didn't live up to the expectations of the team, but they're bringing in those two guys from the Minnesota to possibly replace their production and get them a bit more, honestly. But I think the Dolphins take this game. I think this is another team that is young, will be developing. And from a talent perspective, I think the Dolphins are the more talented team. I mean, to me, it says a lot when you have a guy in Ryan Fitzpatrick and you put him up against a team that's still trying to figure it out. Now, mind you, they have a good, they have a good front four. I mean, Geno Atkins, DJ Reader, Carlos Dunlap. I mean, man, listen, those guys will be coming. But I think at this point of the season, the, the Miami Dolphins offensive line should be better. I'm not, I'm not going to say it's going to be 
top-notch, top-tier in the league. No, not at all. But it will be better. It will be greatly appreciated, greatly improved, drastically improved. Because regardless, Austin Jackson coming in is better than any tackle that we had on our roster. That's without question. I mean, I wasn't too fond of his picks, in all honesty. But at the end of the day, he's still better than what you had. So if you could develop his talents and make him into the tackle you think he could be, I say, you know, he proved me wrong. Maybe in my words, it was a great pick, man. Eric Flowers coming in is better than any guard that we had on our roster. Yes, people only look at him as a bust because he wasn't a good tackle at all with the Giants. But when he made the transition to left guard for the Washington Redskins, his play drastically improved, and it can't be ignored. So him coming in to play that position is, without a doubt, one of the biggest needs we needed all season long for the past four years now, honestly. And it's one of the hugest reasons why we were not a successful running team because we simply just couldn't block. And then you bring in guys like Solomon Kinley and Robert Hunt, you know, these, these are all young guys who can develop, who are talented, and I think will get better as the season progresses. So I think they take the W against the Bengals. The Chiefs are, is the next game. Yeah, this is another L. I mean, there's not much to explain from here. I mean, I can, I can speak on for days about the Chiefs' offense and the weapons, the weaponry they have given a talented quarterback in Patrick Mahomes and how they went out and got <clears throat> excuse me, how they went out and got another talented guy for him in the draft at the LSU running back. But I'm going to speak a bit on the defense that I think is greatly underappreciated because they showed up throughout the playoffs. Tyron Matthew improved this team's secondary just by his presence alone. I believe Kendall Fuller is not Kendall. I'm sorry. I believe Fuller is getting better each and every week he plays. I believe that adding Frank Clark, I mean, despite the fact that his numbers didn't exactly show his presence on the field, he still was a guy that teams knew that they had to be aware of because he was, from a talent perspective, he was the best that they had on the field. And I think that that matters in terms of what you get out of a guy and what, how exactly the rest of your team performs. To me, this is a team that has a lot going for them right now on both sides of the ball. They don't have much cap space to re-sign a lot of these talented guys, but they have a lot going for them right now in this two- to three-year period, grace period that they have with such a talented roster. I mean, game-changer tight end and Travis Kelsey, game-changer receiver Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins. I mean... It's just a lot to like about this team, man. And, I mean, they're doing an awful lot, like an awful lot. They can do an awful lot on the offensive side of the ball. Just hard to play against and coach against a team like that under Andy Reid, man. I believe it'll be just entirely too much for the Dolphins to hold up. After that, it's the Patriots. And, again, I think the Patriots take this game, not for the same reason why the Jets took it, because, you know, just despite the fact that it's a division, divisional game, 
I think the Patriots at this point of the season are at their best. I mean, late in the season, they got the they have the core players and the players they know they're going to lean on for stretches. And I think at this point, under Bill Belichick, Jared Stidham will be drastically improved. I mean, let's not forget Bill Belichick is the greatest football coach there is that we've ever seen. And he's a guy who can develop talent even when people feel as if the talent is not there. So I believe this team will be drastically improved. I think they get a Dolphins air. At the end of the day, they still have a defensive player of the year corner, Stephon Gilmore. They still got McCordy. They still got the McCordy brothers, I should say. Excuse me. And I think that front seven is going to always be somewhat dynamic because they have versatile guys who can cover and they could rush the passion. So they can set up a lot of different scheme formats and sets and different blitz packages that could confuse any team on any given day. And with the young line that we have, at this point in time, I think they will be improved. But going against a Bill Belichick-led defense, I mean, you're going to see things that you ain't seen in the league in terms of pass rushes or pass rushes and the schemes that they come at you or how they – deploy them at you, but to me, honestly, I think the Patriots just win this game. Raiders, I think the Dolphins beat the Raiders. To me, the Raiders had a somewhat of a good draft. I mean, I love Henry Ruggs. I think they reached a bit for him, but they that's the type of player they wanted. They wanted the, the speeds to the burner. He's a true athlete, and uh, honestly, they went out and got Marcus Mariota to compete with with Derek Carr for the starting position. I love Josh, Josh Jacobs, man. I think he's one of the better underrated running backs in this league, and he's a guy who will be a pro bowl caliber back in years to come. I mean, it's just about developing at this point for him. And outside of that, though, I mean, I'm not too impressed with what the Raiders have on their roster. I mean, their secondary is solid, but to me, they reached for the, the corner out of USC. I mean, he was a guy who was projected to go day two of the draft. They drafted him in the mid-first round. I mean, that's a that's a huge reach. I mean, I know I just said we reached for Noah Igbenogany and possibly Austin Jackson, but these are guys who talent can live up to that draft capital or that draft status. Not to discredit anything from the guy out of USC, but... I wasn't impressed with what I seen from on film. I don't think. I mean, it was a major need for them, and he's he is better than what they have in their roster currently. I'm not exactly sure if he'll become that number one that they drafted him to be, though. But we shall see. And last but not least, the Buffalo Bills, Week 17, had the Dolphins taking this W. I think at this point in the season. The Dolphins secondary will be hitting on all cylinders. I think the offensive line will be the best that it has been, you know, via any injuries or anything like that. I believe Ryan Fitzpatrick will have probably his best game because this, to me, would be a much-needed win game because this is possibly a game that could make or break the playoff hopes. And I think that at this point, 
Devontae Parker against Davis White, I think he would have to come in with the mindset that despite the fact that this guy is a top three corner in this league, I have to go out here and I have to kill him. He has to. Because if he doesn't, this becomes a game where you have to depend on Matt Breida and Jordan Howard in the backfield against a Bills team that was superior, that has been superior against the run for the past three to four, five years now. So I don't think you can go out and depend on these guys. I think, you you know, of course you maintain a well-balanced offense and scheme, of course. And plus they want to be, the Dolphins wants to be a run-first team and a power-run team. That's when we went out and got a guy like Jordan Howard. But at the end of the day, it's hard to run against the Bills, man. It's not going to be easy, not from a long shot, honestly. But, I mean, to me, Devontae Parker has to come out and he has to have a hell of a game. He has to come out and he has to play his best game of the season, this game right here. Albert Winston has to come out and play arguably his best game of the season right here. They need production out of Jakeen Grant, who I think is a talented guy, just a bit under, he's just undersized. So they have the guys in place to be set up for success. I think Preston Williams will come out and have a good game as well because I'm no longer a huge believer in Josh Norman. I don't think he's the guy that his contract made him out to be, that he signed with the Redskins or the Josh Norman that was with the Carolina Panthers, who was the best corner in the league at one point. So there you all have it. The final record for me for the Dolphins this season is 9-7. And with the, you know, with the new seed and, and the new playoff spot, that, that could yeah, could possibly sneak in the playoffs. It might, uh, it maybe it will, maybe it won't. But it's, to me, I think that's a very realistic, you know, goal of theirs that they could achieve. I think that's something that, this team should strive for. I honestly tip their hat off too because that is a huge drastic improvement. And mind you, I took it in consideration and took it into the fact that Tua Tagovailoa, who I thought to me is the best quarterback in this draft, will not play this season. I think that him playing at a fully healthy level, I think a lot of these games that I have them losing, they could possibly win. And to me, I feel as if it's just that the Dolphins have the team to be successful. They have the players around them. It's just about them putting it all together at this point. But once Tua touched the field, man, there's not a seven record, man. The season after can easily become 10 and 6, 11 and 5, because it's, it's one or two games on here that I could, I felt as if it could go either way. It's just. It's just about a matter of time and about developing the chemistry. But thank you all for tuning in today to the show. If you missed the live stream on Facebook, you can always listen on my <clears throat> on my podcast at Apple Podcast, Spotify Podcast, Stretcher, Stitcher. I mean, excuse me, Radio TuneIn, Radio in it's multiple platforms. You can also check it out on my YouTube channel where you can like, subscribe, and leave a comment for the next team you will want me to do my season predictions for. And I'll see y'all in the next one. Thank you for tuning in once again.